This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by the Salesman Podcast, hosted by Will Barron and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Look, if you work in sales, want to learn how to sell, and frankly, who doesn't? Check out the Salesman Podcast, where host Will Barron helps sales professionals learn how to find buyers and win big business in effective and ethical ways. And if you want to start someplace, I recommend the four-step process to influencing buying decisions. Listen to the Salesman Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Donna Cutting. She is the founder and CEO of Red Carpet Learning Worldwide and works with mission-driven leaders to help them create cultures of happy, engaged people who deliver exceptional customer service. She's the author of three books, including The Celebrity Experience and one we're going to talk about today, a new one called Employees First. Inspire, engage, and focus on the heart of your organization. So welcome back, Donna. Thanks, John. It's good, always good to be here with you. So, you know, in a lot of ways, you writing a book about treating your employees or inspiring, engaging is really just sort of derivative of customer service, right? I mean, because guess who's delivering customer service? Yeah, exactly. I actually <laughs> love that you put it that way because so many people will say, oh, you're switching. Now you're going yeah. to a place. I'm like, no, I'm not switching at all. We're yeah. talking about your internal customers. And in yeah. many ways, it's the book I should have written first. Well, I mean, it's all just positioning because I mean, a lot of, I know in your previous work, a lot of customer service is about, I mean, your people are probably treating their customers about as well as you're treating your people, right? Exactly. So, I mean, there, there's definitely, you've definitely written in, in red carpet really about the idea of getting engaged, you know, people involved in the purpose. I mean, so it's really, in a lot of ways, it's not that different, is it? No, it's not. And there's always been, uh, it, it's it's definitely not because it all works together, right? right it's right. how you treat your team members versus right. it is how they treat your, is how they treat your customers. And all of that stems also from the culture that you're creating. So, and there's always been, you're right. There's always been a chapter, a theme right. throughout both of my other books that focused uh, perhaps more on traditional customers, but that you had to really look at how you treat your employees as well. But this one is dedicated specifically to employees. And we're really not just talking about a foosball tables and cappuccino machines. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, as like, oh, give them lots of perks. I mean, really at the heart of this is the idea of giving them a, a purpose or something to believe in, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot of different things because we're going through so many changes right now. Sure, sure, and as sure. you right. can imagine, John, it was such a daunting task to write a book in, in <laughs> about the employee experience in a time when we are going through uh, yeah. such incredible change. But yeah, really looking at what is it that people really want, you know, yeah, and yeah, one yeah. of those things that keeps coming up again and again is, and especially after you know, having gone through what we've been through in the last couple of years, just really looking, people are looking for meaning in yeah. their work. And, right. you know, what am I, what am I giving to that gives me a purpose that's beyond a paycheck and the paycheck's important. Don't get me wrong. It's probably more important than we've 
believed it to be in the past, but, but beyond the paycheck, what are, what am I doing that is contributing to something that's greater than myself? That's making a difference in the world. Yeah. And that's, maybe that's a bit of an attitude change. I, I it certainly is something that's associated say with millennials and mm -hmm. the next generation, but I think it's actually, as you said, we keep pointing to this, you know, with all the change we've gone through, I mean, a lot of 50 year olds are resigning from their positions and looking for that, that meaning all of a sudden, I think that's probably a bigger uh, sea change maybe than just kind of a generational change. Yeah, there's a couple of things. I think all of us, right? Or many of us, I'll say many of us, because I got called out on LinkedIn by somebody who said, you know, they've always held to their values and nothing about them has changed <laughs> since yeah, yeah, the yeah. pandemic. So <laughs> we'll say many people, many people, I think, got really clear about what really matters, you know, in their yeah, life. Yeah. And so that's what's driving their choices. So if they choose to continue working, work-life balance is going mm -hmm. to be a huge part of the discussion, yeah. a part of their decision about where they want to work. But I think you're right. That's where we're seeing a lot of people who, you know, in their 50s, early 60s, retiring a little sooner than they anticipated yeah. they would, in many cases, because they've decided, no, it's time to, to move on to really focus on what matters in my life. And this is a huge change because there are so many more people in that age bracket than right, even, right, right, right. you know, yeah. millennials and the generation Z. So that's causing a lot of, a little disruption <laughs> in yeah. the workplace right now. So one of the things that I've been um, preaching for years is this idea of an end-to-end -end customer journey that, you know, that mm -hmm. attracts the right people that, you know, really has them see you as the logical choice that retains customers, that turns them into evangelists. And Really, I think in a lot of ways for hiring, we're talking about the same kind of journey, right? I mean, there is an attraction component. There is a great experience, you know, component. There is a retention component. So, you know, how do you kind of view that end to end? Because a lot of people think, oh, I need to run better ads on Indeed, you know, as hiring, right? So how do you get people to think about this as a journey? Yeah, and you're absolutely right. It all works together. And I think what's happened... You know, I think I don't think we're talking about anything that people haven't heard before, but I think sure. what it what happened in the workplace before was a lot of like short term band-aid thinking. So mm -hmm. the I've got to run a better ad on a, indeed, you yeah. know, and and really I think the organizations that are going to come ahead, that are going to attract the best people, that are going to are the ones who are going to look at the whole journey and say, really look at their organizational culture and ask the questions like, are we really making people feel valued? Are we really, are they clear even what the expectations are and what, you know, going back to, to traditional customer service, like what does that even look like? And are we giving them the tools that they need? And, you know, are we supporting them in the way that they're excited and, and inspired and feel like they have some personal professional development that can happen in the organization. And this takes time. It takes planning. It takes commitment. Yeah. But the organizational leaders that are willing to look at that whole journey and really commit to it are the ones five years, 10 years from now are going to come out ahead. Yeah. And I think you, you missed a key word. It also takes investment, uh, you know, for yeah. a lot of organizations, but I use the word 
investment as opposed to cost, <laughs> because it, the theory is uh, there's going to be a return on that investment. There's going to be a return. And also, I think, you know, it's amazing to me, even with my own customers, when I ask the question, you know, have you put dollars and cents to what it's costing you to all this employee turnover that sure. you have? And very few of them have. Like they know yeah. it's costing them money, but they don't know exactly how much, sure. you know. Yeah. And yeah. I think if people really looked at the numbers, the amount of money that they were spending because of this, you know, what I'm calling band-aid thinking, like quick fix thinking and not committing to that whole journey, they would find that the resources to be able to do it are there. It's just shifting a focus from, you know, short-term thinking to long-term yeah. strategy. And now let's hear from our sponsor, you know, as a business owner, you eventually realize you can't do everything yourself, but hiring is complicated. And what if you only need part-time help? Your job is to be the visionary, but instead you spend countless hours on tasks that could be done easily and arguably better by someone else. And that's where the powerful multiplying effects of delegation are mission critical. Our friends at Belay can help. Belay is an incredible organization revolutionizing productivity with their virtual assistants, bookkeepers, website specialists, and social media managers for growing organizations. To help you get started, Belay is offering their latest ebook, Delegate to Elevate, for free to all of my listeners. Now, in this ebook, you'll learn how to reclaim time to focus on what you can do by delegating. To download your free copy, just text TAPE to 55123, that's T-A-P-E, to 55123. Accomplish more and juggle less with Belay. So let's break down a couple of components. You know, one of the first one is, you know, messaging that attracts. We work with a lot of clients that now we've shifted to, you know, helping them attract <laughs> folks in their marketing, right? And, you know, we were working with a contractor looking for skilled labor folks, and, you know, their ads are all about, Here's the benefits you get. You know, here's what you can expect. You know, here's why this is a good job. And we changed their message and they were getting nothing. And we changed their messaging to be something around the idea of, are you getting the respect that you deserve in your current mm. job? And all of a sudden it's like, boom, <laughs> you know, they got attention. And I think that's a part that a lot of people are missing. People, people don't necessarily change jobs for $2 an hour, you know, more. It's, they leave a bad situation. So talk a little bit about, you know, the messaging that you're seeing that really attracts that kind of player that's looking for something meaningful. Yeah, that's so interesting. It's funny, my friend, Stephen Tweed, who's in the home care space, he did a, a study with caregivers in, in the mm -hmm. home care space. And one of the things they found was that putting a number, like putting a salary or a wage on the ad was actually beneficial in attracting people, but it doesn't keep people. Yeah, so yeah. what keeps people is exactly what I think you just said is, are people feeling uh, respected? Are they, yeah. you know what, honestly, John, this is, this is all of what I talk about. It's yeah. really about whether you're talking about traditional customers or employees or just people in general, we want to be seen we want to be heard. We yeah. want to feel like we matter, right? That's that's the bottom line of what we're talking about. So when people feel like they're not seen, they're not heard, they're not respected, that is when they're more likely to start looking around. And right now they have a lot of different options. And I think 
you know, I've been doing a study with hourly workers on what makes them feel valued. And a lot of times I think, again, what we do in organizations is the quick, like we'll do employee appreciation day or the pizza party, or we're just going to thank everybody, you know, the hero signs, all of those wonderful things. I'm not putting them down, but none of that is coming up in my conversations with hourly workers about what makes them feel valued. It's more, you know, somebody individually notice something that I did that I contributed, right? Or somebody saw something in me, my boss saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself. And now I've grown professionally, you know, as a result of that. And then just people knowing them, knowing their names, (laughs) you know, knowing what's going on in their life, and then caring about their work life balance is really huge. So let's go to the next phase. You know, a lot of people will probably have stories, listeners, I'm sure, where they, you know, got a new job. They're all excited about it. They showed up on day one and it's like nobody greeted them. Nobody really made them feel welcome. And I know you have your red carpet onboarding. So maybe talk a little bit about some of the ways. I mean, that's the customer experience, right? Buyer's remorse happened. (laughs) You know, I took the job that's similar to buyer's remorse, right? And so, you know, how can we keep that experience as high as everything that attracted from day one? And I think, I mean, this is so great for you too, because one of the things I think is that human resources and hiring managers could be working with people in marketing professionals, right? To really look at that experience. But one of the things that because of uh, staffing shortages, you know, something that I'm seeing is people, you know, they bring them on board, they give them whatever education they need to complete whatever compliance, you know, depending, especially in healthcare or financial services or whatever, there are like these compliant driven training, you know, education they need to have. And then they get them out there as soon as possible because they need people out on the floor and they're losing them within three days, you know, not sometimes I've even heard some people say, they ghost them in the middle of orientation, right? (laughs) Like they start the day and then they leave at lunch. And so, so really being intentional about what are you creating an orientation and an onboarding process that introduces them to your culture, that connects them to coworkers, that um, communicates and clarifies all of those little things they need to know to really start the job effectively. And yes, then those compliant activities. But then are you partnering up with someone who is well prepared to be able to mentor them through, you know, the first few weeks of their job? Are you looking at like, you know, how would you roll out the red carpet for a customer on their first day? And are you generating ideas around around that as well like literally roll the red carpet sure but are you sending note cards are you staying in touch are you checking back in with them is there a sign you know with their name on it when they walk in the door there could be any number of ways to do that the focus is how in and of course i share many of those ways in the book employees first but it's really about acting with intention instead of just like bringing people in as quickly as possible and then throwing them out there because you have a need all right let's move on down the journey one of the probably most effective ways to get new employees is a happy employee says i've got a friend who ought to join us 
But I hear time and time again from employees, they just can't get them to do it. Uh, they can't get, they don't get the referrals they think they should. They make offers, they give money, they give bonuses. What are you finding in that avenue or that channel as a way to attract new employees? Yeah. I, I mean, I'd be questioning why that is. Yeah, like, yeah right. You exactly. know, <laughs> that's the thing because and money and bonuses is one thing. Again, I see that a lot, like referral bonuses. I also see right, sign on right. bonuses. That yep. is a, a short term strategy, though. If you have a group of employees who are really thrilled to be working at your company, they're they're going to tell their friends. They're going right. to recruit their friends. So one of the best things I think that employers can be doing right now is to really focus on ask what's our, our listening strategy? Like, how are we really listen, you know, asking the right questions and listening to our employees without getting defensive, without jumping in with solutions, but then collaborating with people at all levels of the organization to create whatever that employee experience is going to be that's going to make them want to bring their friends to to come and work with them. So a couple of things that are going on, you know, we already talked about the how hire, tough it was hiring, but one segment of the workforce really dropped out during the pandemic, and that's women. Do we need a do we need to change the way that we think about women in the workplace, given what went on? Do we need to think differently of, about diversity in the workplace in general? And, and particularly for companies that, that just hasn't, I mean, right or wrong, it just hasn't been their thing. Mm -hmm. You know, how do they now start thinking we have to change or how do they start changing? Yeah. So the answer to all of that is, is yes, because people's priorities right. are shifting. And I think people are less, le people in general are less likely to just accept the way it is, you know, they want something different. And so women, not just women, but families, right? Yeah. Looking at mater maternity and paternity leave, looking at, you know, childcare, like all of those different things. And I'll go back to what I said at the last question, which is, if you want the answer, to what's going to be attractive to to the women you know in your mm -hmm. workplace or the families in your workplace is to start asking them really yeah. to sit down and say you know if this were an ideal workplace for women and families you know what would that include and and then start working towards bringing some of those elements in flexible scheduling, remote work. And some organizations, some positions, remote work is not possible. But are you more flexible in your scheduling? You know, all of those different things. And then going back to the second part of your question, which was about just diversity, inclusion, and equity in general. Absolutely. What I think needs to happen is much more, much deeper conversations around what that looks like in the workplace. What what we've done, again, that, that Band-Aid quick fix, like what we've done in the past is, oh, let's have a session on diversity in the workplace and then check that box when right. it's over. So, yeah. And I think, you know, this is going to be something people are going to be looking for, you know, yeah. how diverse yeah. are you? How inclusive is your organization? And that means taking a look at all of your language, Who's got a seat at the table? What does your website look like? You know, what kind of respect, you know, is happening between coworkers? And that's a much deeper conversation than um, what many leaders have been willing to do in the past. 
Yeah, it's kind of a compliance versus culture conversation. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> it. Really it. So Donna, tell people uh, where they can find out more about your work at the Learning World or Red Carpet Learning Worldwide, and then obviously uh, pick up a copy of your new book. Yes, yes. So redcarpetlearning.com is the website. And always you can connect with me on social, like all the social, LinkedIn, all of it. But Employees First, Inspire, Engage, and Focus on the Heart of Your Organization by me, Donna Cutting, available Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Hudson Booksellers, all those places where books are sold. Comes out April 1st. So depending on when you're listening to this podcast, you can either pre-order or order it then. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Donna, it was great catching up with you. I appreciate you taking the time to stop by the show and hopefully we'll run into you uh, one of these days out there on the road again. Thank you, John. I hope so too. Always good to talk to you. All right. So that wraps up another episode. I want to thank you so much for tuning in and you know, we love those reviews and comments and just generally tell me what you think. Also, did you know that you could offer the duct tape marketing system, our system to your clients and build a complete marketing, consulting, coaching, business, or maybe level up an agency with some additional services. That's right. Check out the Duct Tape Marketing Consultant Network. You can find it at ducttapemarketing.com and just scroll down a little and find that Offer Our System to Your Clients tab.